What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. Happy holidays, everybody out there. Ryan McNichols here, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. It is Thursday, December 22nd. We are just three days away from Christmas. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Houck. Hey, what's up, everybody? And our producer, Mike Coyle. Merry Christmas. We are into the fantasy playoffs. Week one of the fantasy playoffs for most leagues is concluded. So it is week 16 of the NFL season. Second week of fantasy playoffs for most leagues out there. So let's hop into the beginning and start off with our usual injury report. Ah! Ah! Ah. Ah. So we're going to start off with Chris Olave for the New Orleans Saints. Hasn't practiced, looks unlikely to play this upcoming week for the Saints. We also have Colt McCoy out with a concussion for the Arizona Cardinals. So it does, it looks like, it does look like it will be Trace McSorley starting at quarterback this week. So let me ask you this then, Rich, because some people were still using Chris Olave as used as a flex play. So, if Olave was healthy and played, and you had Trace McSorley at quarterback for the Cardinals, are you going Olave or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. Hopkins, okay. So, now there's no Olave, and we've got Trace McSorley at quarterback. Let's take a look. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple other names at wide receiver, and you tell me, you know, if it's close, are you thinking about it? Because, remember, DeAndre Hopkins has Trace McSorley at quarterback at the moment. Wasn't a particularly fruitful outing for DeAndre Hopkins last week with him under center. Seven catches for 60 yards on 11 targets, so he did get you 13 fantasy points. Wide receiver 32 on the week. He was wide receiver 30 the week before that with 12.9. Brandon Cooks expected to play this week. No Nico Collins for the Houston Texans. Brandon Cooks over who? DeAndre Hopkins uh, with Trace no, McSorley. No. That's tough. It's tough. The, the ceiling's not really there with Hopkins, but the, you know the floor's safe. They're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also, the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, roll the dice. Give me Cooks. Roll the dice. So it's close. It's not a It's not a clear cut for you. I'm rolling the dice. Right, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Hold on. Wait, hold on. You have T-Hop, uh, you have Cook? Cooks? Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Right, well, you put five on it. All right, five. All right. Five. 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 Oh, five. 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 Five in our dynasty league. <laughs> week 16. So week 16 bet is DeAndre Hopkins versus Brandon Cooks. All right, so uh, how about this? Traylon Burks expected to return for the Titans. However, Ryan Tannehill is expected to be out for the season, so Malik Willis is a quarterback. So Traylon Burks can stay on the bench. On the bench or dropped? I mean, probably dropped. You're not using them. If you're not using them now, you're not using okay. them next week. All right, so no Tannehill then on the offense. We t- I know Chico Conco has put up some fantasy points the past couple weeks. Derrick Henry's the only one you can count on. Thank you. All right, nice and short. So what about this guy, Devontae Smith? Dallas Goddard's coming back, and the big news out of the week, Jalen Hurts is gone, injured, not expected to play this upcoming week. We're not sure if he's going to play again before the NFL playoffs in all actuality. It's going to be Minshew. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Would you do Devontae Smith knowing that Minshew's under setter and Goddard's going to be back I'm not, over DeAndre Hopkins? I'm not worried. It's not that I don't think Jalen Hurts is an MVP or anything. I just think Garner Minshew is going to be very motivated this Saturday. 
And I'm st- if I have Eagles players, I'm starting them, no hesitation. So you'd start – okay, but the question was yes. you start Devontae Smith over DeAndre Hopkins. Both playing both play with backup quarterbacks. Eagles are playing the Cowboys. Mm, in that situation, no. No, you'd go DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins over Devontae yes. Smith. So Brandon Cooks or Devontae Smith, I know obviously you would – no, I don't know what you would do, actually, because I know you have Cooks lower so than I, Hopkins. No, I have to take Cooks by default. You would take Cooks over Smith then, too? Okay, so you're taking Hopkins and Cooks over Smith. Cool. Mike? But I'm still starting Smith. You're still starting Smith. You have him. Okay. Yeah, uh, Smith. Smith over which one? Cooks. Okay. Yeah. And Hopkins, Hopkins over Smith? Uh, now I'm putting Smith over Hopkins. Smith over Hopkins. Yeah. Well, you got okay, so we okay. see this a little different. So you guys see that a little differently. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah, but I I, I don't have a great read on what what, what the situation I'm, is. Another five on this? Yeah. No, we're not, <laughs> no, 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 no. You already have all my fantasy dollars. And the Houston Texans are playing the Tennessee Titans this week. Poor I secondary. Don't the, I'm feeling a lot better about that Cooks pick. The order then, it seems to be for Rich, is Brandon Cooks, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Smith. Sounds about right, yeah. And then and then Coyle, your Devontae Smith, D-Hop, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, let's go with okay. that. Okay. Now, as far as Hurts' injury, what are we thinking as far as the rest of the Eagles players? You said you're still starting them all. Are you starting Dallas Goddard this week, coming uh, back off of an injury? Yes. I mean, one, the tight end position is just a wasteland. And two... Anybody remembers last year when Gardner Minshew had to start a game? Dallas Goddard kind of went off. Did he? Yeah, it was, you could pull it up from last so, season. It was against the Jets. Okay, I'll take so a look at that. So I just just want to clarify then: with Gardner Minshew at quarterback, you are still comfortable starting AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. In yes, I expect playoffs. Minshew to sling the ball on Saturday. Mike, are you as Eagles are you as confident in all 10. those players? Or dude, I got Minshew mania, bro. Eagles by ten. Minshew Mania is in full effect. It's going to run wild on Saturday night. Okay. Again, just double-checking. I think, honestly, it's a slight downgrade for the pass catchers for me, especially with Goddard coming back. And then, honestly, I think the biggest beneficiary might be Miles Sanders because there's no Jalen Hurts. So there's fewer – I don't imagine Gardner Minshew is going to rush as much as Jalen Hurts did, and I don't know that he's going to vulture the touchdowns in the red zone like Jalen Hurts did. So this is a possible two-touchdown game for Miles Sanders coming up. Uh, six catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns against the Jets last year. <laughs> Dallas Goddard, 28.5 points in uh, PPR. <laughs> monster game incoming? The repeat? Could be. All right. Uh, just keep in mind, that was the New York Jets last year. Not the New York Jets defense of this year. We're hammering it. Dallas got all the touchdowns over receiving yards. Mm-hmm. All Alternate right. receiving yards over 100. <laughs> Two touchdowns. Monster game for Goddard. Shifting away from that, another team that's making a quarterback change. The Indianapolis Colts are benching Matt Ryan, and they are going with Nick Foles this upcoming week. Additionally, we found out that Jonathan Taylor is headed to IR. He's going to miss the rest of the regular season. There's still a slim chance that the Colts could make the playoffs, so they are still <laughs> going to try to compete. That's how bad the that's how bad the AFC South is. The Jaguars are only a game out at the oh. moment, I believe, from the Titans, and they play each other in Week 18, and they just lost Ryan Tannehill for the rest of the season. So it's going to be Malik Willis. There's a very realistic chance that the Jaguars end up yeah, winning this division. That I can see. The Colts, not a chance. So 
With Nick Foles at quarterback, does that change anything as far as the wide receivers are concerned for no, the Colts? No, I think it still ends up being the offensive line still stinks. So it probably remains a bunch <laughs> of you know short passes to Michael Pittman and the terrible uh, runs for Deion Jackson. You know, hopefully he breaks one. We'll see. <laughs> so it's still an offensive. You're just kind of covering your eyes and putting Michael Pittman in there and you don't want anything to do with the other pass catchers? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to turn away from 10 targets that, that Pittman's been getting. Okay. Like he's been getting that he, he's not putting up a ton of points. He has like 10 catches, maybe 60 yards. Out, but we'll like, have a good game maybe he sneaks in the end zone. I, I don't know, but you know, the floor seems steady. The ceiling, not so much. Right. Are we buying Zach Moss as the replacement running back for the Colts? Are you, are you confident starting Zach Moss in Week 16 at running back position? I mean, if you have Zach Moss and you're contemplating starting him, I think you're probably in dire, dire positions, and you probably have to fire him up. But I mean, I seen an interesting stat on Zach Moss today. I wish I could remember it like completely in detail. But basically, when he plays and he gets the lion's share of the work, granted it was all when he was in uh, in Buffalo a couple years ago, but he actually has been pretty productive. He's around six yards per carry when he like gets the lion's share of the work. But then he. he for every so often, so it was only like a six-game sample size, so it was small. Right. But when he had that opportunity, now how much is he going to get this week with splitting with Deion Jackson? Deion Jackson was still listed as the starter on the depth chart. So last week, Zach Moss had 24 rushing attempts for 81 yards. That's a little under three and a half yards per carry, and one target for no catches. Finished with eight point, a little over eight fantasy points. 24 rushing attempts. And they have the Chargers this week. So Who I mean, are the worst, looking, one of the worst teams against the run. If you're looking for a long shot, I mean, maybe. So this is only a dire needs play. This I isn't. So. A, I mean, there's. A, I think you you can find better. If Najee Harris or Zach Moss. Najee Harris. DeAndre Swift or Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that this is a question. <laughs> Swift. <laughs> hey, man, you got to ask the question so you can understand These what's going on right here. The, 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 the harsh deep. reality. Cut deep. Did you have uh, Swift carries in your uh, regret leagues this year? No, I didn't. I, I, was, I, I came out of that draft so aggravated I couldn't get him in, in, in any of them, and I'm just like, now I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think all of us are high on Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good, you know? Yeah. I think that was everything we I had as far as we were going, looking at the injury report, all the major injuries anyway, anyway I should say. Sorry, I don't know what just happened with my voice there. There's a few minor other nicks and bruises to some players, but they've kind of been existing and managing. Harris and Johnson didn't practice uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, but then we're back to practice on Thursday, both expected to go, Nick Chubb expected to go, so... Yeah, as far as major injuries, that's everything I have for you. This that's week. what you got. All right, cool. Uh, how, do, how do you feel about Jonathan Taylor uh, in uh, in the long term here? Oh, I think he's a good buy. You think he's a good buy right now? I do. Yeah. What, I what the Colts are going to be improved next? What year. would it take? Say you have Jonathan Taylor right now. What would what? And I offered you uh, 2023. 105, and I gave you what is projected to be a mid-pick mid, mid, mid pick 2024. Is that, is that getting it done, or you need more? Something to contemplate. I mean, 
you could haggle on maybe you'd rather a guy than the 24 pick uh-huh. or something like that. But I, I think yeah. he's, he's a good buy-low opportunity for a mm-hmm. team. I mean, the owner might be a little bit fed up this year. They came in with sky-high expectations. Right. Maybe it's a good opportunity to pass. The line was supposed to be better this year, right? It was. Yeah. I'd imagine they're going to do everything they can to improve. I mean, the owner, they try Jim Irsay, has been like – Going crazy over how bad this team is. Like, uh-huh. You have to imagine they're going to do something to address it in the offseason. Right. They don't like being losers. Yes. Because they're losers right now. They are losers. Like losers. But Nick Foles Jeez. is playing. Thanks. Nick but Foles Nick Foles is playing yeah. now, so yeah. we're going to show love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. My problem with that trade is it depends on where you're at. And I know you say that every dynasty, but so at five, I don't imagine that I'm getting one of the top two running backs in this class yeah, that I'm going to need to kind of replace Taylor's usage for this year. So if you're still competing this year, I can't really take that because I've just essentially lost a starting running back. So unless I have quality depth behind him, which I doubt, if you have Jonathan Taylor that you necessarily do with how thin the position is. So I can't mm-hmm. do that if I'm competing this year. If I have less of a chance of competing this year, then I'd be more inclined to grab the two first-round picks. I think you still want to try and hold out. If you're going to sell them, hold out for – a higher pick in the first round. Right. Like, I don't know if you want to move them for a mid-first. Mm-hmm. Right. If you can get someone to sell them for a mid-first, I mean, I think, you know, a mid-first plus. Gotcha. But, I mean, if you don't have to give up that premier asset, like a 101 or a 102. Nice. If you okay. don't have to, cool. then you don't have to. But, I mean, it's, it's probably his price. Yeah, I would say so. I would, I would say that's fair. Um, well, let's swing into something different here, then. Um I want to talk about a couple guys that are in their second year, so next year will be their third year. Um, just a couple rece- uh, two receivers and a, a running back here. Um, first one I really wanted to cover was uh, Devontae Smith, um, and kind of what 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 are you looking at um, as far as uh, do you want to make a move on him in the off season? Do you want to um, sell him? Is that like like how, how do you how do you value him among among his peers? You know. Um, obviously, things to consider that I've been thinking of is, you know, he's behind A.J. Brown. Um, you know, he has – he's probably going to go over 1,000 yards. He's at 900 right now. He's got three games to go. Um, he's currently PPR wide receiver number 17. Um, and then somebody I had written down to kind of, like, think about as well in a somewhat similar, similar situation is uh, Jalen Waddle, who's sitting at PPR number nine right now. Um, so I guess Rick, what what are you how, what are your thoughts in general on Smith? I think he's a rock solid wide receiver too. Yeah, with upside. I mean, he's looked apart. If you drafted him in your first round two years ago, which you probably got him mid to late, mm-hmm. um, you have to be anything but ecstatic. I mean, he's been he's looked apart this year. He's been better than he was last year. It's just like. I, you're not selling them, I don't think. No, yeah, you shouldn't. You, mm-hmm. Right. Well, because what are you hoping to get if you do so? Someone that what? Some a wide receiver one. hits a thousand yards in, in yeah. their second season. Like mm-hmm. he has that upside. Why right now he's blocked by AJ Brown, but I mean, who's to say that next year Hurts doesn't get even better as the quarterback? Right. Instead of running for almost a thousand yards this year, was he at like seven hundred? Okay. Say maybe he only runs for four hundred. Right. As there's just more more volume to go around. I, I, I just see him as having. What else are you looking for in a player? What are you hoping to get? He's, right. he's very solid. He's very good. So, so yeah, this isn't like you know a situation where um, you think that whole 
he'll have. You know, you you expect him to go for a thousand yards next year again. With, yeah, with absolutely. Some, yeah, yeah. He's just he's one of those guys that you can. He, he had nine hundred last year as a yeah. as a rookie. Nine sixteen. He he did great. Yeah. yeah. Jalen now he's a thousand. So Jalen no. Jalen Hurts is three hundred forty seven passing yards and seven hundred forty seven rushing yards. Yeah. According to ESPN. It's always going to be a part of his game, so you can't take it away. But, you know, it's just a, a few hundred yards mm-hmm. might turn into passing yards. Right. So, yeah, you're only trading him if you're getting a short, short fire a nice wide receiver haul. one. Yeah. So you're probably looking for a guy, if you're going to be trading him away, you want somebody else that's just better than him that's already established. I think if you want to move Devontae Smith. You want to tear up possibly. Exactly. I think he's a, he's a classic tear up piece. You want to package him with a pick uh-huh. and try and get a – Go get an AJ it, it, like a higher, uh, like yeah. a higher esch- upper echelon guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, what do you? I, ha- hey, yeah, I, I think say. Smith is more of a lower end wide receiver two slash flex play for me. <laughs> the reason, in all honesty, the reason he's wide receiver seventeen this year is because wide receivers have been real banged up this year, and a lot of them didn't play the full season or have been inconsistent or have had inconsistent quarterback play. And like you said, he's at best he's the second option on the offense in the passing game for a team that is balanced as far as passing and rushing goes. So I mean, he's like 400 yards behind you know Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. As far as other quarterbacks, and like you know, almost a thousand yards behind Patrick Mahomes, I'd still I want Devontae Smith over all of their second wide receivers, except for Joe Burrow, where we have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. But one of those things where I think there should be enough other wide receiver ones on their own team where he shouldn't be a top, you know, a borderline top fifteen guy on a weekly basis. So I think he's more of a a safe floor flex play with higher upside next season, or I guess, like you said, a wide receiver too, where like I can count on around 12 points, 10, 12 points from this guy at minimum, and the chance that he goes off in a given week. Yeah. He has not had good uh, games uh, points-wise, fantasy. Uh, and it's, yeah, that's the visual opponents, actually. Like, as there. far as targeting go, that it's hard for me to target somebody who's the second pass catcher on the team because I feel like the person who has him, especially because in our league it's a you know all a bunch of Philly guys, he's probably going to be overvalued. And I can't, like, shell out, you know, it's hard to shell out a first-round plus for a guy who's, this, at best, the second option right. on his team. You got that home, you got, and that's something to think about. You got the home, you're in a homer league. You got your guys that are going to be yeah, hard naturally. to move. Naturally, the price is going to be the, a little the, bit the, higher. The, it's going to be hard to move guys unless you're, like, I'm out on this dude. You know, it'll probably not be, if you wanted to sell A.K. Brown, it would probably not be hard to find a buyer. But, cool. Let's uh, slide over to uh, another receiver then, and that is uh, Elijah Moore. And uh, obviously not exactly having a Devontae Smith-type season. Um, let's take a look here. A couple notes. So he has had, throughout the season, I believe 57 targets. Or it might be a little bit different. I'll take a look in a second. But um, So 28% of his targets have come in two games with Mike White. All right, he, got, he has 42 from Wilson on the season, and he has 17 from Mike White. Wow. He has one tonight, too, by the way. He has yeah. one tonight. Just one. So, continuing the trend. Speaking of the night, while we're on the subject, Zach Wilson has been benched. Has or he, he got hurt or something. I don't know, but uh, Straveler's in a quarterback. <laughs> and who was that? He, was, he, he bounced around. He was, I think he backed up 
Arizona a couple years ago. Chris Strevler. He is currently 27. He has two years of experience in the NFL, so this is his third year. I have no, I have no other He's information. He's leading the Jets down the field right now. Yeah. Yeah. So this is actually a great point because this is, I think, a reason to talk about him. Um, I think people expected do you, him to be better than he is. Okay, do you yeah. have any leftover Halloween candy? It's like December 22nd. Do you have any leftover Halloween candy? No, we're right. out. If you had, like, one piece, I would trade you Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson for that one piece of leftover Halloween candy. Uh-huh. All right. Well, Just uh, to give you an idea of where we're at. Where, where, where Zach Wilson is also a second-year player heading into his third year. Right. And the two of them together are worth a two-month-old, uh, not even a Reese cup. That's too good. A two-month-old Reese cup's too good for them. Yeah. I'm talking like a two-month-old, like, Laffy Taffy here. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he, he did anything crazy hard. during those my weekends. He still didn't do anything. But what I'm saying is that... Right now is probably going to be the lowest he's at right now. The lowest you he's going to he's at the lowest that he's at. Is this a guy that you might want to? I'm not saying he's going to be anything more than a flex, but you might be able to trade something that is around what a third, a third, a third I mean, late second. I'm interested for a third. Yeah, second. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't buy the situation. Mm-hmm. I still feel like the Jets are going to do everything they can to try and make Zach Wilson the quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So you guys are just out on this pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not giving Let's you see, a third Garrett, round. I'm not giving you a third round pick for Elijah Moore. Garrett Wilson's that dude. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. So, like, I, 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 we're, we're having a scrub version of Devontae Smith kind of conversation. Because you, you got Garrett Wilson, and you got Elijah Moore, and you got... I, I mean... Corey I Davis, Braxton Barrios. like... If the quarterback He's, situation was better, he could he very easily be putting up a number similar to Devontae Smith. Deci- he has the talent. The Jets got to last year. a point where they decided they were going to start Denzel Mims over Elijah Moore. Like I just, he's not even the second option on the team. Right. And when the running backs come back, he's going to be even lower. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I think mm-hmm. those are all good points. Um, I'm, I guess I'm just completely out. You guys are still holding out hope. I've uh, I've given up on him. I don't. I mean, it's just. Would I give up a third? I think about it because realistically, what are you going to find in the third? You're just you're taking a shot in the dark, and you know maybe he figures it. I don't know. It's comparable in my mind. Taking a shot on Elijah Moore, career resurgence has the same I don't know theoretical hit rate to me as just taking some random rookie in the third round. And you'd rather just have that guy. He has all potentially. I I don't. I'm not saying I would. It's something Mm -hmm. I think about. I consider right. Cool, cool. Word. We'll we'll move on from him. Uh, let's slide over to Greg Dulcich, Romeo Dobbs, Kenny Pickett, Brian Robinson all went in the third round of our rookie draft last year. That's I would take pretty much any one of them over Elijah Moore. That's Khal- fair. Khalil Shakir, Calvin Austin also went there. Um give me Elijah Moore. Over Shakir yeah. and Austin. Yeah. Yeah, Austin I could see. I don't know about Shakir. I'd give Shakir more time. Trust the offense more. Sorry, we can we can move on. I was just saying, who are you getting in the third round? There you go. Yeah, yeah. Four, got Isaiah Pacheco in the last round. Yeah, five ten, Mister Mister Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant. I guess it's a ten team league too. So those, some of those third round picks would, may have been you know yeah. late seconds. Exactly. In a twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh let's uh slide over to uh, Ramondre Stevenson here. Um, and I only just wrote one note. It was just PPR number eight, and I don't have a whole lot. To, to give you on He's this. He's steady. Uh, but just from a uh, dynasty perspective, um, 
you know, what, like, how are you guys feeling coming into the off season? We acquiring what we what we thinking? If you're trying to buy now, the price is sky high. Mm-hmm. Is he worth it? Is he worth buying at the peak value right now? Is any is a Patriots running back ever worth buying at peak value? I mean, yeah, that's tough. I wish I got him before the season. So For sure. I, I mean, he was on the table. I tried. A couple, yeah. couple times. I tried too. Yeah. And even that, I just thought the price was too steep. But I mean, he's having a pop off season. Um, do you expect him to finish in the top ten next year? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. Borderline RB one type guy. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? I think I'm waiting to try to acquire him until we get closer to the start of next season. And, like, you know, Damian Harris gets healthy, and so it goes back to the, oh, it could be a slip between the two of them. And, like, those He's conversations start up. Who? Damian Harris. Oh, is he? Yes. That changes my answer, then. Yeah. So, yeah, because it, uh, so his value could go up higher, then, if Damian Harris is off the team. And they don't necessarily address the position. You get a couple, so his value couple could go higher than it is right now. Could step up. Kevin Harris and Pierre, Pierre Strong. Strong. Pierre Strong, who looked good the other day or the other week. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's having a nice year. Yeah. It's uh, something to, I guess, note. Uh, I mean, he could have a backfield to himself pretty he much. Yeah. He doesn't have a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot of news about him out there. It seems like pretty quiet. Um like he doesn't like he's not some player. There's nothing to report. He's just good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's just good. He's just a good back end RB one. You know, and I, but like it's like nice to have guys like that. You know, it's nice to have just the steady. Steady. Yeah. yeah. Not have to worry about it. Yeah. Count on his points every week. Right. Yeah. He's gonna give you a, a solid four. It seems like when he's playing. So I don't know. I'll have to take a look. So if you're gonna acquire him, then you're gonna wait until the NFL playoffs start. Because the Patriots most likely won't make it or will be eliminated early if they do make it because they'll be, like, the seventh seed. So then you'll want to get him, like, because everybody will be focused on all the players that are going off the, you know, the NFL playoffs, and it'll kind of, you know, he'll kind of get a little forgotten. Yeah. So I'd wait until then to try to trade for him. But I feel like he's going to require more to get than I'd be willing to give up with him. So I... Saying to make that move for him, but depending on what people are asking for, I feel like I'd probably be priced out of trying to acquire him. Someone wanted to tear up. Did you have Taylor? What if someone wanted to tear up? They offered you, I don't know, Stevenson and a pick. Insert your pick of your choice. Whether you want to have a first or a second. Yeah, what's he going to land for you? I mean, if it's going to be a 23rd, you have to consider you're not going to get the first or second. Early 23 second. And Ramondre Stevenson for Jonathan Taylor. It's an interesting deal. It is an interesting deal, yeah. Right? It's something that I'd think about it. I don't know. Because you have to remember, so right now, the Ramondre Stevenson has to play the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins defense twice every year. And Jonathan Taylor gets to play against the Houston Texans and the mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars and... Tennessee Titans defense twice a year and Jags six start, games that Jags are starting to heat up. Maybe they start their offense is heating up. Yeah, no, but then that takes a maybe they're not running the ball over there. What's going on with the line? They stink. And, you know, we we talked about that. Like you got you know, there's John the Taylor does it. It's not exactly a great situation. So and that's what, so this is the other thing. 
I feel like everything that could have gone wrong for Jonathan Taylor went wrong for him absolutely. this season. The offensive yeah, line stunk. The quarterback stunk. The coaching stunk. He got injured. He got yeah. injured. So I just feel like, I don't know, even with that, I feel like his ceiling is still higher. And if, I feel like that team can get better and his ceiling can go higher, whereas I feel like this is Ramondre Stevenson's ceiling. And he may very well be able to repeat this next year, but I don't know that it goes any higher than that. And I feel like the chances are his could drop off a little bit. So that's where it's, I'm torn because Stevenson is higher and finishing better than Tara this year, but I, in all I mean, honesty, real, realism says Stevenson's going to regress down a little bit and Taylor will regress up. So how much is the difference once they both kind of regress back to their means is where I get lost. And it's like, did I give Taylor up for a lateral move and gain a second because that's where it could be good? Or did I give... Does Taylor regress back to what he should have been now that there's no and then no Anaheim Hines there, so he's involved in the passing game. The offensive line is better, so he's actually and he's healthy and actually plays in all the games and gets his touches. So it's that's where I get stuck. So again, it's something I would really have to think about. I have to. I don't have enough information on the rookie. That's a trade that I need to wait until I have information on the more information on the rookie class to me. Right. He. I mean, Taylor has the uh, definitely the. It seems like he can definitely go berserk on teams when you weeks individually by himself over Stevenson. Stevenson has more consi- like so. If you look at their points per game, it's probably be an interesting t- thing to look at. Is their points per game this year? It seems like it might be actually kind of close. But they um, go about it two different ways. What they go about it two different ways. Yeah, you get yes. Taylor with some boom weeks. Yeah, but it seems like Stevenson uh, seems to. I mean, he doesn't. He had a I think three games that were pretty. Pretty bad this year. That was about it, though. Yeah, he had one, two. Well, the first two weeks of the season, he well, he didn't have really have the backfield to himself. Right. He okay. was still splitting with uh, Damian Harris at that time. Right. Right. So, um, and he had one bad game in week fourteen where uh, it looks like he was he hurt. Maybe he only had three rushes for. Yeah, that was the game he got hurt. Eight yards. So okay. So yeah. So there were some things going on. So, so he's ha- he's been consistently like you know scoring between you know. 13 on the low end, up to 25 on the high end, and everywhere in between there. Um, whereas Taylor seems like he, I mean, he's he's ripped off 27 point games uh, and and played a lot less games and been in a situation where the you know. So in this season, it's not as bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. In this season with Jonathan Taylor, he said so. In the three games he's got injured, obviously were his worst performances. Last week he only played the uh, he only played one snap before he got hurt. And it was wide receiver 60. The other two times he got injured, he was wide receiver 46 and wide receiver uh, 55. Or, I'm sorry, running back 55, so wide receiver for those. So in the one game against Tennessee, he played 88% of the snaps, so we'll count that because he played most of the game as wide receiver 55. Washington, he played 69% of the snap as wide receiver 46. Other than that, his next lowest was wide receiver or running back 38 against the Jags, and then everything else was running back 22 or higher in all those weeks. So one, two. Yeah. We're going to title this podcast, We Hate Jonathan Taylor. Eight. No, so what I'm saying is he had eight weeks no, we as, are, though. as running backs 22 or higher, yeah. which means we even we hate even in a horrible season where everything was going wrong for him, he was still a, st- a starting running back on eight out of the 12 games that he played this season. He was a starting running back in the NFL. We hate him. Yep. Anyway, time's a flat circle. Let's uh, move away from the Jonathan Taylor circle and uh, slide over to some stuff Rich has to talk about. Um, I think you wanted to 
hit us with some off-season sales. Yeah, it's a little early look into the off-season sales, uh-huh. you know? And by early off-season, these are these are a couple guys, I think. Obviously, you still have these guys. You want to you want to use them until you're done and you're eliminating the playoffs or you mm-hmm. win your championship. Right. But once that trade deadline opens back up, Fire I think it's time to start. It's time to start. Boom, boom, boom. Launching them. Sending them away. Let's start. We start with the running backs. You want to start with the wide receivers? Dude, you give us. Who I have two running backs, one wide receiver. Let, let's go with the most hype one last. So let's give it. Give us a softball early. A softball early? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Whatever you're most hype on, do that last. We'll we'll have some energy today. Whoever you think you can get the most value for, whoever, whatever the biggest fleece that you can pull is. That's tough. I think like if you, no, all if you work all three of these right and you time them right, uh, I think you you might be able to do a little something. Yeah, a little fleece. You'll do a little something, something here. Yeah. All right, we'll start with Lions running back Jamal Williams. Okay. Absurd year this year. Uh-huh. He's been like a rock solid RB two. Uh-huh. Had a ton of touchdowns. Did we not live this with James Conner last year? Yeah, but who's unsustainable the guy? Who, who, touchdown? Who else, who else plays running back there? DeAndre Swift. Does he? Who's this? I mean, he supposedly. <laughs> I mean, I he mean stinks, so. Justin Jackson gets a ton of work now. Uh huh. I think Jamal Williams is an easy sell. Easy Next sell. year, the Lions are going to be playing for something mm-hmm. for a lot longer than they were this year. The beginning of the year, they stunk. Right. Now everybody's getting healthy. They're getting right. They're starting to make a charge. Right. Man, they get all healthy. They start that way at the beginning of the season next year. They keep the momentum rolling. Okay. All of a sudden, they have more incentive to use Swift. Games you, matter. You you ride with Motor City Dan Campbell. I mean, he's a pretty decent guy. He gets the guys motivated. They play. Yeah. I mean, They show he, up every week. They don't lot. quit. Hey. Some guys, got, they wear their emotions on their sleeve. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I don't know what you're... I'm not implying anything. I love MCDC. Go Lions. So, anywho... Get what you can for Jamal Williams. Yeah. I, I do not think he comes near this this production next year. Will you sell him for? You got him in our league. I'll buy him. I don't. Okay. But I would sell him for a second. Uh, I'm not giving you a second. If someone wants to. Here we go. What about you, Ryan? How you feel about Jamal? As uh, someone who's been invested in Aaron Jones and DeAndre Swift with Jamal Williams behind him, I I, I despise him <laughs> from a fantasy perspective. <laughs> He's been vulturing touchdowns from you for like mm-hmm. it feels like a decade he, at this point. It, <laughs> it hasn't been a decade, but it, it hasn't. It, but it feels but, like it. But it's yeah. He's aged. He's he's made right age like a decade. It was oh. yeah. It was like three years mm-hmm. on the Packers doing it. And now he comes over to Lions. This is his second year in a row doing it on the Lions. How I need him to man? go. I need him to go away. How old is this man? <laughs> 27. He's 27. He's still got gas in the tank, my man. He's still got gas in the tank. And the team loves him, and I, yeah, I really need him to go away. But he How many stinks. touchdowns does he have this year? <laughs> Too many. He stinks. Like, he stinks? Yes. How many TDs? I mean, how many? He's up near the league. 14 lead. touchdowns. I'm saying, like, maybe next year he only scores seven. Yeah, he probably will. And you're looking at an RB3. I think he has more this year than his entire career combined. He has 14 touchdowns this year. He has four games with 20-plus points. He has one game with 16 points. Every other game was 11 points or fewer, even when he fell into the end zone. So this He's year, literally not even catching passes. He had 14 touchdowns on the ground this year. Total career combined before that on the ground, he had 13. Screaming. So I mean, I'm, I'm expecting probably at this rate he'll probably have like 27 on the ground next year. He has I mean, nine. I know if the math checks out on that, but he has nine catches on the season. He hasn't had a catch since week eight. Yeah, he's a sell. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, 
I I like it. I like it. Let's let's. Uh, what do you? Uh, you got anything else on him? I don't know. Nah. I want to put just, you off of it. Nah. I just, just think it's he's an easy sell. I'm not gonna keep beating the same dead horse over and over again. I, just, I got you. It, this, the idea of this little segment, you know, is mm-hmm. to identify guys where there might be a little misconstruement in the market. Right. You know, the yeah. market might be a little bit high on them coming off of the season. Yeah. As we're as we're playing dynasty, you look at the long term. Yeah, this dude had a great season. He was a monster for for contenders. Yeah. But like, as this maybe that team's not a contender again next year or whatever. There's there's moves to be made. There's some always some value to acquire. He has not he had not finished before the season uh, higher than uh, running back thirty one in PPR. Um, and yeah, I mean you know that's see yeah it's that's that so. We'll stick with the running back position. Right. Kansas City Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, Mr. Nobody, Mr. Irrelevant. 5'10 in our draft. My. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't have a fifth round. That's never going away after this. It has to stay. Yeah. It has to stay. But he's getting a ton of work. He hasn't been incredibly productive from a fantasy points perspective. He's been decent. He hasn't had any real pop games, but... CEH has been hurt for a little while, and McKinnon has taken over. And it just it, this leads me to believe him. McKinnon being thirty, he's due up a free agent. You know, maybe he gets a cheap deal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they address the running back position again next year. I just I don't see. He could just be stuck at the back of the depth yeah, chart. Like, he could yeah, he, he could stop being yeah. a one B for a while. I mean, they, they, and they would probably love him as the RB three. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, even as their as their one B in in their you know. Whatever they want to do with McKinnon, if they bring him back or not, or if they they bring up in a higher class rookie or yeah. something, Pacheco, but he was a seventh round pick. Yeah, like you know he's played well, but guys like that with with no draft capital, yeah, yeah, they're they're you know they get passed over all the time. Like look at Michael Carter this year. Yeah, I mean he was decent last year. He looked pretty good. People were hype on him coming into this season. Mm-hmm. Brees Hall gets drafted over him. Donovan Knight comes in this year all of a sudden like. Are my right. James Robinson stocks ever going to recover? Uh, no. No, they're done? I believe so. Uh, my, my stocks. My confidence. Are, I, 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 I was hit with a dump. I got That was my, my big L of the year. It happens. It happens. I mean, if that's your big L, I mean, it was I what I gave up for it was pretty minor as well, so. But anyway, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's get back to this. Yeah, if you can get somebody to, to bite on Pacheco, I think he's a solid self. You can somehow get a second. I don't know, maybe... People saw the production. They think he he has a lock on the job with with McKinnon being a free agent. Mm-hmm. Looks like he has the job to himself. He might be able to upsell a little bit. Yeah. Before they bring somebody else in or resign McKinnon. <clears throat> Absolutely, right? You have Clyde, right? Yes, I do. What's his deal? What's going on with him over there? He's on IR. Um, we trading Pacheco away for Clyde? No, I traded this. Two guys that inspired this segment were guys I traded last year. Uh huh. One, Ceh. Two, Debo Samuel. Okay. The Debo one was turned out pretty nice. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Uh-huh. But you know, guy, like not that I did, no disrespect to Debo, he's a great player. Mm. But was he going to be wide receiver five again? Yeah. Now that Brandon Ayuk's guy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Clyde this year. Like at all. He just kind of faded away into nothingness. He 
got propped up by touchdowns early. Yeah, they were only given it. They kept reducing his touches, and I yeah. don't exact. They just decided they were done with him. That's that's the best I could give you, because they decided to go with Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, who was drafted. I don't even know how late in the real NFL he, draft. He, he he ruled for the first four games, dude. 22 points, yeah, 15, 14, 22. Because he scored like six touchdowns on like eight touches. Yeah, one, two, like, three, four, but, five touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Thing with Pacheco, though, like he hasn't been truly, truly productive from a fantasy points perspective, but he's been good as an NFL running back. Mm-hmm. Like he has a couple fumbles, which hurt, but he's – look at the, bring his, his thing up. Look at the majority of his games. He's over five yards carry. Yeah, let's see. He's got uh oh, sorry, I was on Clyde there. He is at yeah, four point eight seven, so yeah. He's had a couple bad games, but if you look at games individually, he's got a bunch of games over five yards of carry. He's yes, been... he does. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Yeah, he's 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 looked good. It's just it hasn't translated to a ton of touchdowns. One, the Chiefs don't run the ball a ton inside the red zone. And when they do use the running back, it's a pass like it was to, to CEH in the beginning of the season. And McKinnon, who's been absolutely exploding, and like he may be in the segment next week. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Absolutely. What, uh, so, what does this tell us? What does this tell us for the future for how we want to maneuver around low draft capital guys that get landed in a solid position? Like, something like this happens again. Like, what could, could you have dumped them even? earlier for something I'm, in the season, you think? Or you just got to let that ride? I think you had to let it ride. I mean, it depends on the situation, right. obviously. Because he could have like, like, well, he ended up being really good. Like if yeah. he, But if he had the backfield to himself from all the way from the beginning, you know, maybe you were, could have convinced somebody on the hype mm. or something. Got a very nice return for him, for a right. guy who was undrafted in a lot of leagues. I mean, early drafts. Yeah. Like he actually ended up being like a, uh, like a third or a second round pick in some of those late drafts, rookie drafts that happened closer to the season beginning. Mm-hmm. If you took him early, he was undrafted or was a last round pick. Yeah. If I'm a team that is in need of a running back and uh, you're looking to get rid of him, uh, what do you want from me? Like, what, like realistically, like, that might give over. Well, what would I sell him for? Yeah, yeah. Like if I, if to an RB needy team, like a team that's not like going crazy for it, but like they, they could use one. I would. Some depth. Maybe it's out of pocket. I don't know. But I'm pushing for two seconds. Two seconds for that, a checkup? That would be, that would be yeah. my... Starting, start there, starting start, offer, yeah, start and, then, there and go back. Then we'll start working, then yeah. see where it goes. Work backwards. Okay. Alright. I think it's a little steep. It, it is. I think, but, yeah, you know, if, I'm going to start on. I'm always yeah. going to try and sell the hype. Always. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? McKinnon's about to be gone. He's the RB1 going for you. It's negotiations. You know, right. you got to do it. For sure. Where, Ryan, you got any uh, closing thoughts on Isaiah Pacheco? No. Cool. I was trying to come up with something. I got nothing. Yeah. You buying, selling, holding? I think this season has just reaffirmed what I've thought for the past few seasons, and that is I don't know that I want a piece of the Chiefs' backfield. <laughs> it's a wasteland. I think I, yeah, I think I'd rather just go somewhere else where there's more of a set Fair order. I like it. We have other guys on your little Yeah, list I have there. one more wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Zay Jones. Zay Jones. He's had a couple pop-off weeks recently. He's, he's, he's garnering that. As you're starting to see those posts on Reddit, league winner, Zay Jones. So, sell. You start seeing it, it's time to sell. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not buying it. Let's, like, and you want to get it done before the Jaguars draft a new wide receiver. Mm -hmm. One, they have Calvin Ridley coming back, and I expect them to draft a guy in the draft. So, sell Zay while you can. Excuse me. We don't have to run long on Zay Jones. He's had a great, he's had a very good season. He's been, he was good last year for the Raiders. He's been even better this year for the Jaguars. And I think if you can convince a contender, he's worth a little bit. So, he'll be a solid flex play. I, just, I don't know if he's going to have the, the amount of usage that he did this year after they add a nice an, uh, a nice player next year. Whether that I be, saw him for a third at the beginning of the, before the year even started in August. To a contender, it's a, it's a solid deal. I mean, what were you going to do with Zay Jones? Yeah, I mean, part before of your, this year, his, his, his stock was way down compared. I mean, he was at number 68 after last year, so a third, I felt like. I mean, if you saw him again for if he, yeah. to a contender, someone was to sell him a third. Like, like, maybe you could get a second. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. PPR... Wide receiver, nineteen. Yeah, I mean, you'd be like, yeah, dude, he's number nineteen, and then you try, they don't, they, like, they, they don't scroll down far enough to see his previous again, years. No, like, I don't see him ever being wide receiver nineteen again. You know, <laughs> I don't sell it. That, that like, we we saw this is it. I mean, he's had let's see how many years in the league. One, two, three, four, five. Is it six season? Six season. Oh, it says right at the top. Uh, <laughs> it's been in the league five years plus this year. So, uh, one, two, three. This is his fourth team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I like Zay Jones. I like to see him out there balling around. Uh, but I also like to sell him, as I've done in the past. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You buying Zay Jones? No, I'd sell him right now. You'd sell him right now. <laughs> the, Jag- the Jaguars acquired Calvin Ridley. So you've got Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. Zay I, Jones is going to be second or third. I've been seeing a ton of <laughs> Jaguars to draft a wide receiver. Yeah. So he's going to be in, fourth, in third or first, fourth. In the first round. I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts with that. Uh-huh. With them taking a wide receiver in the first. Okay, so, so get rid of them ASAP. As soon as your wires open back up. Yeah, as soon as so, trades open back so, up, you're selling I, I think at that point, somebody. yeah, you, you just want to send something, but make it fair. You know, something that people won't have to think a whole lot. Third round. I yeah. think it's very, it's, you know, you might get a decent flex option yeah. for a contender going forward. A couple of weeks here and there, you can use them. Serviceable matchup. Yeah. And for the rebuilder, you get a third round pick. Yeah. Take throw a shot on flex somebody spot. Else, he's yeah. a, You throw that, he's a, the last guy in the flex spot kind of dude. You know, and this year he did great for you there. Then he worked his way up that, that flex spot a little bit. Word. Uh, you got any more? <laughs> no, they were, I had three guys, and that wraps it up. What about you, Ryan? What do you got here? Where are we at time-wise? We're, we're good. We're good. I mean, but I think it's okay. we, we... So, just real quickly then, um, where are we at confidence-wise starting Devontae Adams this week? Just <laughs> <laughs> the revisit? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Yeah, this is the revisit. Four, so. four out of five. So I can't believe we're gonna hammer this again. No, we're not. It was just it was it was to reference what we did in the last episode, but also to talk about there was a couple other guys I just wanted to bring up real quick that I, I would seriously consider or have serious doubts about playing this week. So running back wise, Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb. We start. We're still starting both of those guys this week. Um. If you're or Andre Stevenson or the, either one of them, give me Stevenson without a doubt over those. But okay, if you've somehow made it this far, starting Alvin Kamara, I applaud you. Uh, there's a, yeah. you, you you did something crazy, but if there ever was a week for Kamara to finally finally pop off and be the Camaro of old. It's this week against the poorest Cleveland run defense. In the elements, in the weather, it's supposed to be snowy. 
windy. Like, he's got to get his touches. Dennis Allen cannot refuse to give the man the ball anymore. Like, dude, I like, uh, give him the ball. You, you, the your coaching ball. record speaks for itself, my yeah. dude. Give the ball to your best players. So uh, part of the problem is they're not using him in the passing game anymore, which they used to was, do a lot. That was his bread and butter. That's what made him good. So, like, they gave him touches last week. He had 21 rushing attempts. That's not his game. Yeah, 91 yards. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's cool and all, but like he is elite coming out of that backfield. He's a mismatch so, for linebackers, and that's where he, he he eats. And they won't give him the ball in that position. They won't let him do that. He had 42, a little over 42 and a half points in Week Eight against the Las Vegas Raiders with nine targets or nine receptions and 96 yards and two touchdowns. And he had more points in that game than he's had over the last four weeks. Did he have 42 point week? Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. Yes, oh and as I'm saying, in his last four games <laughs> together, he scored less points than he scored oh, fewer points in his last four games than he did in that one game. Well, I mean, it's and it's really right. skewing. So he's got that little four-game stretch where he had double-digit fantasy points, but he's had more games under ten fantasy points. <laughs> like, it's just insane. And like you said, they're playing Cleveland. This is a game. This game could be six to three when everything is said and done. I think this game has the lowest over-under in a decade. Is that what it was? Is this that game? I think it is, yeah. With the lowest over-under in a decade. So that's just where I get nervous. Nick Chubb has had fewer than 10 fantasy points three weeks straight. Yo, I'm just going to say real quick. If Deshaun Watson killed the Cleveland offense. What, what's that? Deshaun Watson <laughs> killed the Cleveland <laughs> offense. So let me it's ask hilarious, you this, then. Dude, I was sitting there. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb versus Miles Sanders. Would you start who? Would you start Miles Sanders over either one of them, or both of them? That's tough. Eileen Sanders with no hurts out there to steal some rushing work. Minshew may actually throw him the ball. Who knows? Oh man, we got stumper for Rick over here. Yeah, I'm. I'm I am stumped stumped here. He looks like because I'm you can't a... you can't say Miles Sanders because it goes against everything you've ever said in your life. Is there but a thousand the numbers stare. say that you got to do it over Kamara and Chubb. Like, give me Kamara and Chubb. Yeah. All right. Let's say it. That's let's crazy. Say it. I'm just gonna. Like, you want to put five dollars on that? And I'm gonna butt my head against the wall and I'll put five on it. Put five on it. All right. Five all right, on all right. All right. All right. And then the wide receivers, real quick. So Christian Kirk and Amari Cooper. Let's just go back to the guys we talked about earlier. DeAndre Hopkins. Versus Christian Kirk or Amari Cooper? Cooper easily is not in, no, not with Deshaun Watson there. Get him out. Okay. Dude, Deshaun Watson killed their offense. They scored three <laughs> touchdowns in three games. Like, Jacoby Brissett was piloting that offense to producing a wide receiver one, arguably, an RB one. DPJ uh-huh. was starting to make some strides and some leaves. <laughs> they sat him. And then, you know, all they, they take out Jacoby Brissett, insert. Alleged sexual assaulter. Alleged quarterback. <laughs> alleged quarterback, yeah. Alleged quarterback. And they score three touchdowns in three games. <laughs> and Amari Cooper is no longer a wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver three. DPJ somehow survives this. Yeah, and becomes DPJ a, is the big bad. And becomes a wide receiver two. Yeah, Nick dude. Chubb stinks now. And is a wide receiver. is a RB like three. Maybe he's also Kareem like Hunt gets like four touches a game. Uh-huh. Like, what happened? Him and it's DPJ and Joku yeah. are the only two pieces now. That's, 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 that's good. <laughs> All right. What, what, I was, was going to mention Christian Kirk, but I think we should that. just leave that yeah, at that. So like, we'll, 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 and that. then transition towards our end. So, 
as far as the rest of the games go this week, uh, the only thing I was going to say is if you haven't been paying attention to the news at all, there's a huge winter storm moving across the entirety of the country. Pretty much every, or at least half the games are expected to take place in cold weather, wind, and some sort of mix of rain or snow, some sort of precipitation. So take a look at that, and if you have a team that is playing in a dome or in better weather versus a team that's playing especially in a heavy wind area as far as pass catchers go, that might skew it. If you've got two guys you're trying to decide for a wide receiver two or a flex spot, something like that, go with the guy who's got the better conditions. Wind and heavy rain are more important than light. Look at those little light icons in your apps. Rain. Look at the icons in your apps. Yeah, I don't think ESPN has those. And then... I think the only other thing was Rich Rich had some possibly exciting announcement about programming for the NFL. <clears throat> oh, boy, yeah. I can't believe we almost skipped this. Yeah, we almost forgot. There's only going to be yeah, one. I mean, if we could do a drum roll, I would, but I don't. I'll throw it in there. Ready? Yeah. All right, good. Nice. So NFL Sunday Ticket is moving from DirecTV to YouTube. Oh, intriguing. And from what I'm hearing, there's only going to be one red zone going forward. Now, previously you had the red zone on Sunday Ticket with DirecTV, and you had the NFL red zone, you know, with Scott Hansen. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like there's only going to be one. And early reports are that the indication is that they're looking, YouTube's looking to bring in Cicliano. We're such big no more. we watch two versions of red zone every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So the NFL is going to bring in Cicliano yeah, and Scott Hansen out of red zone. That's early speculation. So what's the feedback from the community on that, Rich? Not happy, but, you know, they're wrong. What's the feedback? <laughs> I was going to say, what's the feedback from you on that, Rich? Yeah, what's that? Uh, what, who? I was, I was re- reading the Reddit comments earlier, and they were just, everybody was talking about how they love Scott, and this, uh-huh. that, and the third, and this, I had to go through and downvote every comment. If you comment. ever come last, you're coming to the draft dress up as Scott. <laughs> i got to come to Scott Hanson. I'm going to make sure <laughs> That's whoever, Rich's punishment. Uh, whoever, whoever, I don't care if it's 20 no. years down the line, no. and Scott's been, you know, Calling Eagles games every Sunday for the last 19 years. That's who you're coming dress as. No. See, like, see, my beef, we, we talked about this a little bit earlier before the show. It's like, it's not necessarily with Scott, you know, even though him as the face, he takes the brunt of it because he's the face of the program. But. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's more of the, the background. I, I, can't, I can't believe you're just going to come at our fellow broadcaster, Dude, Scott. This is the best. They always cut away from games at the most inopportune times. And it's like, dude, I wanted to see that. And they cut away just to show me, you know, the Jets throw another incompletion on third and ten. It's like, bro, I knew that was going to happen. Why didn't you sit there and stay with the driver, the team that was moving the ball? Like, we could have went and watched the the, the Jets throw three straight incompletions, you know, to Zach Wilson try to play quarterback. We could have watched that after we just got done watching the Chiefs go down and score a touchdown. (laughs) How about the fact that he always has the red zone stuck on the game that we're watching on the regular broadcast? We're watching the same game like five seconds soon. These are all things that we blame on Scott Hansen in this house. Scott Scott is in control of the production of NFL red zone. (laughs) He decides when they cut away. He's making all of these decisions. He He decides what plays to get a replay of. It's just actually him in his room with a green screen. It's just him by himself. Yeah, There's no one else there. It's all his fault. He's actually, if you ever wonder why he stands behind that podium, he's actually controlling all of that with his feet. That's yeah. what it is. And that's why there's so many mistakes. He's got a pedal board down there like he's playing the electric guitar. 
Anyway, um, I think that is good. That is good. good. That's going to be everything (laughs) from us tonight. Good luck in your fantasy playoff matchups. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you might celebrate out there. I'm Ryan McNichols. Rich Alk. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Mike Coyle. Peace out.